if you changed it to the Brody Lee title, could you have a heel hold it anytime soon? Well, we'll put a pin on that and come back to that. Yeah, listen to this, Vanessa. Watch this. Let me see if I got all this straight. Let me see. Let me do this right here. Everyone, would you please welcome to the Putting You Over podcast, pro wrestler and taekwondo black belt, Speedball Mike Bailey. Well done. Welcome. Ah. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Uh, thank you guys for having me. What an intro. Wow. Yeah, it was great. That was bu- this done feels by natural. I haven't had an announcer say my name like that in so long and it just feels right. Yeah. I like it. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Hey, don't thank me. Think uh I forget what his Twitter handle is, but he's a he's a viewer. He's Ryan a Romano. Ryan Romano, man. Ryan he, Romano. He uh likes to do them. He's uh He's done a, a few for us, and I I told him a couple days ago. I go, we got Speedball Mike Bailey on. He's like, awesome, I'll do it. So, hooked us up. Good job out of him. That's wonderful. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Um. Thank you for taking the time tonight, joining us, giving Pleasure us a few. How you doing? I'm doing great. Busy day. Yeah. Well, what Surpri- was that? it's it's surprising how busy you can be without leaving your house. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't you feel more busy? I feel more busy. Uh, sometimes when I have nowhere to go and nothing to do. Right. So like this whole Twitch thing has been, has been absolutely wild and like the amount of work that goes into it. And by the way, uh, your setup is pretty good. Your stuff looks great. And I'm always amazed of coming on streams and seeing what people have built and made for themselves and how it, like how different it can be. But I like, I know when you have something that looks that clean, there was a lot of work that went into that. I appreciate that. Um, it's been literally a process i used to do it from my garage uh and then i moved here um but it it is a process over here in front of me is like where i game and stuff and then you know got the bar wife sold me on the bar and and just kind of evolved into this but it has been a working process and i do appreciate it so thank you well you're welcome um but yeah, the quarantine, it's just, there it does seem like, a, it, oh, in the Twitch streams, I heard a long time ago, I've been doing the Twitch thing for a while and somebody told for me how well, long approximately I have, what year is this? 2021. Uh, yeah. I've been doing it probably on and off seven years. Wow. And it's evolved. It didn't start as what it is now. So what it is now technically is literally just, a talk streaming. show a, it's just streaming it's just a talk streaming. show people with, with a focus on wrestling like that's the basis but we it's literally like the seinfeld we talk about everything and anything is this stream about nothing it's a stream about nothing and that's what it's evolved to i used to play video games all sorts of them all sorts of different things uh but i got old and my reaction time and i just got i just didn't want to play them anymore i just <laughs> it wasn't as competitive and it evolved to this. So this is where I am now. But but what they told me was um, that for every hour you you stream online, so every hour you put into your stream on Twitch, you're putting like two double hours. <laughs> you're putting you're putting like twice as much work offline. I, sorry, I accidentally just. No, that's fine. You put anything <laughs> you want, anything you want behind you. 
So uh, you're actually doing more work when you're not streaming than when you are when you're streaming. I think I said that correctly. So that that is absolutely true. Yeah. Like one of the sad things about Twitch is like discoverability is difficult. Yeah. Like it's hard to find new newer smaller creators on Twitch. Yeah. So for someone like me who's just starting out and still very very small on Twitch, but I I've over time developed uh like a decent following elsewhere. Right. Like I have you know I I don't know I think like fourteen point five thousand followers on Twitter, which is not enormous. But you know, it's it's because Twitter is something I've been working on a, a while, and it goes well with pro wrestling. So I have to focus a lot of time outside of Twitch, trying to bring people into the Twitch, and yeah. that's you know making graphics, making videos, uh, spreading it all across the platforms, the platform, and then yeah. and that like that's a lot of work. This is even more work than the Twitch stream itself. Yeah, for sure. It's um, we were literally just talking about this too. I was like, man, I really dislike having to tweet out when i'm going live every time i don't want to do it and i i said like maybe i'll switch it up instead of having it done automatically i'll have it change my display name to just say like putting you over is live just put a live symbol next to it mm. um and and stuff like that but discoverability this is what i mean we could go down a twitch rabbit hole all night hell yeah let's do it let uh discoverability on twitch is non-existent Yes, it's correct. just not. Uh, the clips feature they have is great, but it's not like I can scroll through clips. It's not like TikTok or right where YouTube you can just swipe and get more of the same if you want. And, or it's and, not like YouTube where they they have an algorithm yeah that goes and gives you what you like. Also, there is like, do you know anyone that goes and watches clips on Twitch of random creators the way people just browse through youtube or facebook videos for hours i don't know a single person that does that the only Never thing heard of it i know clips are good for are to get them of your show download yes. them edit them together and put them out somewhere else mm -hmm. yep and... which you're not allowed to do though right as per twitch conditions right. and and if contracts you're not you're not allowed to do that not within yeah not within uh 24 hours. Correct. Right. Yes. Nobody listens to that. No. But you're not. But you're not supposed to. Right. Um, I, that I do. But yeah, that's been a talk, especially with TikTok blowing up. Short form uh, content is big. YouTube has their new shorts that uh, is now here in the US. Uh, well, you're up in Canada, so I, I don't know mm -hmm. if it's there. But it, it's but it doesn't matter because you don't even need the feature yet. All you have to do is post a video on YouTube. Uh, what's this called? Horizontal? No, vertical. Uh, post a video on YouTube. Vertical. Under 60 seconds. And it falls right into the shorts uh, hmm. algorithm. And fits right in. Even if you don't have it. And the discoverability there is big. And Twitch has to do something. Or they're going to get left behind. Sadly. Yeah. And I'm loyal. I love Twitch. I've been asked to move a couple times. But. I love it. So that's just, I like being live. I don't really. It's like very it. interesting. There's definitely a whole world behind it that I like. I'm just discovering. And the thing is, this, like, this has always been my, my thought. Um, I am, I'm a pro wrestler. Right. That is like, if you ask me how I, how I make my money, how I earn my income, it's through professional wrestling. I'm a professional wrestler first and foremost. So that needs to be like my main attention and everything like Twitter, social media serves only as a complement to my pro wrestling, mm -hmm. right? It serves to, enhance my matches in terms of helping me find work or helping 
you know, uh, my audience follow me and all that. And I try to not get too wrapped up into Twitch. Right. And just re- like, remember why I'm doing it because it's, it's been right. great, but man, there's so much to do there. Yes. Especially for someone like yourself, like a wrestler, it, it is, you can go down one of two ways. You can use it to compliment yourself and, and what, what brought you to the table. I watched so many of your matches today and we'll get, we're going to get to them and your wrestling. You can go down that avenue or you can go down an avenue of trying to, I don't even know how to say it. Like just a, just Twitch focused, And it's cause it's so much work. Like we said, it's so much work. Uh, however, as a, a very, very wise wrestler told me recently, it's no longer the wrestling business. It's the content creation business. Yeah. It just, the content happens to be wrestling if that's what you're doing. And this applies to major promotions as well as the wrestlers themselves. Your content creators, you just happen to, your content happens to be wrestling, which is like something that I think wrestlers need to be aware of and fully plugged into in order to be as successful as they can. I like that. Um, So that'll bring me to a question I I did have. Um, Your Twitch is great. Uh, you, you, you do Thank all, you. you do all French streams because you're, you're fluent in that you do mm-hmm. uh do, I'm going to botch this, uh, duo, duo lingo. It's an yeah. app. It's an app. You do another language. I, I want to say German or something, which is uh, great. Japanese. Japanese. Sorry. Yep. Uh, you've been to Germany though. I have been yes. to Germany. Yes. Um, I've been to Japan a lot more, however. Um, you have gaming, you watch matches. Uh, it's very, uh, it's just great in general, but but my question is, and we just talked about it with major promotions, um, is that now going to be a like what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you're looking to go to a promotion, it, is keeping your Twitch stream uh, gonna be a talking point? Uh, honestly, maybe that yeah. depends on a lot of things. Again, depends of when and in what capacity and like again it's content creation and i'm not like i'm not married to twitch but i do think it's important it's always going to be and of course it's always something that i'm going to take into consideration having my own brand and keeping my own brand and being able to still work through that and i think right now uh promotions major promotions are understanding that a little more and even though they still want in many cases ownership of the like the characters and everything they still recognize that the more content the wrestlers put out themselves, then that's still the more eyes they get put onto the promotion themselves. And I'm, I'm pointing at things like uh, Sammy Guevara and Ethan Page's vlog, yes. where it's crazy. If you watch Dark on YouTube, a yeah. lot of the comments are literally just no like Fuego del Sol yeah. and him hitting a tornado DDT. And that's what they like. That's what they came for because they're fans of Sammy's vlog. And then they happen to watch the wrestling that's attached to it. Yeah, and I really think that's where wrestling is going right now. Yeah, that is. Uh, I I agree, and I I think um, there needs to the, a balance. And I mean, yes. content creation. That's the first time I I did hear something like that where uh, it is not the wrestling; it's content creation, and your content is actually wrestling. It just happens wrestling, to yeah. be wrestling. Uh, that's great stuff. What do you got there? A blue snowball. Of course, yes, classic. I've had two, too cheap I, to buy a blue yeti. Those those are good. I have I've had two of them, and I I won't get rid of them. I love them. I use them for my work zooms for my uh, my shoot job, and uh, and they're great. They're great stuff. So can't go wrong. I think with that. 
like for for the price difference, I'm I'm like perfectly satisfied with it. Yep. My thought was I don't want to invest too much money right. into a Twitch setup until I'm making some and I'll slowly start yes. like building it, which is the the mic is really the only thing I paid for. Like the 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 mic and the mic arm were expensive, and then like the the ring light, and I just figured out a setup with lamps and the green screen is it's literally insane, right? <laughs> just packed to my wall. I'm using an old Android phone that I had lying around and didn't use as my camera. That's good though. And I like I I, I you know I've had to learn and figure it out, but I made it work quite well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I just think. I don't know. It's just good. Good stuff over there. And it's uh it's the same thing. It's Speedball Bailey uh on Twitch as well. Um yep. awesome. So what I wanted to ask you, I wanted to lead off the show with, uh, but yep. we were we were just kind of riffing. Uh how realistic is Cobra Kai? It's it's the most unrealistic. Oh. It's completely absurd. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um with hmm, trying to compare it to like a sports movie. Uh, I I can't even think of a good example that would be like as absurd. But yeah, no, it it has nothing to do. It's completely ridiculous. Like the <laughs> the idea of a tournament, right? Being all genders, all size and ages confounded, one category of all the teenagers, experience level are all gonna fight together, and then one will be the winner. <laughs> That's insane. That's absurd. That is not how. Any sport works in the universe. That's how the UFC worked in nineteen fucking ninety five. Yeah, exactly. But that's it. In cage. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Oh. And also, like the, the, how people get their black belts in movies is always ridiculous. Like there's a system and there's tests and there's. But when you look at martial arts movies, it's you learn like your trainer beats the shit out of you for a month, and all of a sudden you go from white to black belt. That's insane. That's not how it works. <laughs> Oh, that's, are you more, have you, okay. So you've, you've obviously watched Cobra Kai. Yes. Uh, All so of it. I'm a, it. I'm, it's great. It is great. Jeez, Vanessa, do you want us to listen to Pat McAfee? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that's sorry, all right. My bad. That, no, that's fine. Um, uh, Cobra Kai. So you've seen the karate kid, right? Yes. I, I'm assuming. So are you more Johnny Lawrence or are you more Daniel? I'm much more Daniel. Much more Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you could exist in the world of martial arts as as a as a Johnny Lawrence. I don't think there's any longevity longevity there. And like, it's no like. I think respect and discipline are important. They're important to me, and yeah. uh, there's something I get from martial arts, but that like I, I've carried through, and I think it's one of the most important things for me in life. So I'm definitely. Uh, yeah, not a Johnny Lawrence. Last, uh, last off kilter, uh, Karate Kid, uh, reference question. Uh, yep. was, was Daniel's crane kick illegal? Why would it have been illegal? I don't understand. Well, there were no rules. I didn't know there were <laughs> rules to the tournament. It doesn't seem to be anything at all. I heard you couldn't kick to the face. I, I, I believe the guy with the red referee shirt said that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd need to do more research. I need to see the All Valley Rule Book. <laughs> the All Valley Rule Book. Um, so I spent an entire. Okay, first of all, we've had a lot of Canadian talent on this show. Vanessa it lives in Ontario. Um, you know the pandemic hit. Uh, mm-hmm. we wanted to showcase. She de- she definitely wanted to showcase some. Uh, you know Canadian talent. We've had a lot on, and your name kept being brought up. And it just kept being brought up. 
And I I mean, I'm all new to this independent game, so all this stuff was new to me. Watched a ton of your matches today. This is what I took away from everything I watched today. You are the ultimate underdog. Like, I compared you uh, to a Daniel Bryan, for example. That's how I related. And in your matches, uh, no matter who you were wrestling, you made me care and you made me believe that you were going to win. Whether you won or not, I believed you could win. And to me, that's rare these days in a talent. So good job out of you. And, and Well, thank you. That means a lot. I do put a lot of care into putting that in my matches and drawing emotion out of people. That's that's one of my priorities. So that means a lot. Yeah, it was uh, – I mean, I just kept watching them one after the other after the other. It was, it was Matt Riddle. It was Keith Lee. It was uh, Kyle O'Reilly in WCPW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was just – a plethora of stuff. Um, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. That's right. Where did you find that match, by the way, with Bobby Lashley? I that was a picture. We I saw a picture. Okay. You tweeted right, right. the picture okay. out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. I'm I'm disappointed that that match is not more available online. Where was that match? That was at Smash Wrestling in Toronto. Oh, interesting. Oh, I I have a connection. We can get that match. That'll be good. That'll be fun to watch. As uh, Speedball Mike Bailey does a great job of hydrating with a phenomenal water, and I so it's actually all messed up because it's got it's, it's got lemons screen. in it, but you yeah. can't see the lemons, paste lemons, yeah, because of the green screen. I don't know. They're yellow. They just they just kind of come out wrong. That's okay. Um, but yeah, that's what I took away from all your matches. It was insane. The other thing I took away was, uh, and this was uh, specifically in the Kyle O'Reilly match, um, the you had. You had your attire. I'm not tall enough to show you your attire. You had like these two belts hanging all the way down to the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, has anybody ever just grabbed them and, and yanked you around with them? So they're 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 stretchy. They're not okay. very solid, so you can't really do anything with them. That that particular belt was too long and annoying. Oh, okay. um, but also it's it's like it's thin and stretchy, so it never really got in the way. It's not like a solid belt that you could grab and pull. Yeah, I don't know if I – I mean, I don't think I could wrestle, period. But I don't know if I could wrestle with that hanging down. Um, wrestling wrestling attire, like the, the purchasing and making of them is a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Yeah. It, it, but it, Because it sort of has to be custom gear. You right. can't, like, buy it, right? That yep. that would not That would not look right. But And then wrestling gear is such a particular thing. And then, like – there's no money to be made if you're like if you're a a good costume designer there's no money to be made like specializing in wrestling unless you're going to make them for like for a particular promotion right um there are there are, there's a lot of good gear makers but they are few and far between and it's really hard to find someone that makes good costumes that are like affordable and will get back to you within like 9 months and are like durable very difficult um, so a lot of your matches that I watched today, uh, were obviously, um, over in, uh, England, I guess is the right mm-hmm. word, Japan overseas, I guess. Um, yep. and, and you've probably touched on it so many times I learned through other guests. Uh, we always heard the thing 
uh, I can't remember who said it once, Vanessa, but uh, oh, uh, Speed Speedball Bailey's uh, ban is coming up. That's all they would. That's all they would mention. It would get in passing, and to me, I was like, oh shit, man, someone got banned from the U.S. Like that must be bad. Uh, but what I found out, it wasn't. It was just a, a ridiculous visa thing, which I have come to learn is it, from Canadian wrestlers specifically trying to get here to the U.S. to wrestle is a joke. And uh, I don't. I'm not really going over this question, but. Five year when that happened to you, and then you went and you elevated yourself. It's almost just like you are in the ring. You're resilient. You're the underdog, and you you made people believe in Mike Bailey, and and and, and that band is now you know you're back. Whatever the stupid pandemic. Exactly. I'm a I'm a real Danny Larusso. You're so you're whether real. Whether you have whether you have an injured leg or not, just got to keep trying. You keep are pushing. you are back. Um, would you? Because let me see if I got my research right. You got – I don't like to say the word busted because to me that seems like a negative thing. But you, you got banned. That happened that day because you were trying to make an Evolve show. Um, and the, the the visa got held up and you didn't want to let the promotion down. So you went anyways. You didn't want to, you know, no show. So you went. Would you, So what you're saying is mostly inaccurate. Inaccurate or accurate? If, if inaccurate. Okay. It's not entirely inaccurate. However, I, w- I like I will because it's a legal situation and those are always tricky. I will yes. I will uh, not comment on it. Okay, good. Uh, really, in any way, but I mean, like, yes, the result is, and the important part is, is, I was unable to wrestle in the United States for five years, and that is where, like, that is where the most money is made in professional wrestling. It is in the United States with the bigger companies, of course, and it had the effect of. Like I had a goal for my career. I was going in a in a very specific trajectory. I was picking up a lot of steam at a place that I'm not sure if you're familiar with called PWG. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Which was like at the time, probably the biggest independent promotion where people would go to make their names. And then a lot of people would get signed to NXT off of PWG. 2015, I believe. Yeah, that's happened numerous yeah. times. So like that is where I was sort of hoping that my career was headed, you know, just keep doing my best and killing it at PWG and then hopefully get picked up by a major promotion. However, like that would not be possible. So I would have to figure out something else. Right. And that's what I did. But like yeah. very luckily I had already picked up enough steam to be able to, you know, take my attention elsewhere and start wrestling in, in Europe and Japan and a uh, bunch of other places. Um, which is not the case for all Canadian wrestlers who who can't go to the U.S. They don't always have the momentum I did and can parlay that into a career in Japan. And I think that's like that's the sad part. That's the part that needs to be uh, addressed and looked at and talked about a little bit more and how difficult it is to be to be a Canadian wrestler. And I mean, like for the situation, but it's not really just Canada. Like there's wrestling that happens all over the world that you wouldn't know about because it's not in the mainstream. But there's a lot of very talented performers that do not get eyes upon them because it's not what's hot on the internet. Right. Yeah. And through Twitch, that's sort of what I've tried to like work on a little bit, right? Through my online presence, I've tried to help a lot of other wrestlers get some online presence. Um, you, you talked about the stream in French. I do a little bit. And there, I know there's a lot, like there's, there's a, there's a connection between Quebec and France, of course, where we're both 
share the French language. And there's another connection in pro wrestling world that there is like that language barrier is reflected online on the internet. And there's a lot of wrestlers that just like, because they're stuck in France or Quebec don't get seen online. Hence not looked at by bigger companies as much as other wrestlers. So like, I think again, content creation, part of my goal is to enhance that and help people get more eyes on them. Yeah. You're doing a great job. Thank you. And you seem to be enjoying it too. That's the best part. Your Twitch. I do. I really yeah. do. Uh, PWG. We talked about yes. 2015. Uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Um, I'm trying to think which matches today from PWG. Thank you. I can't watch it anymore. I, I, I don't like it. Why? Uh, I don't know. I, so I think, I think it's a good thing. And something I appreciate about myself in life, like my biggest accomplishment in life is making sure that every year has been happier than the last. Okay. And I've definitely made a lot of progress as a pro wrestler, like physically and in how I perform in the ring and everything. And I can't watch that PWG stuff anymore because I just think I am terrible. Back then. Back then compared to how I am now. Yeah, it's difficult to watch. So the Kenny Omega match. Yes can't watch it that is a big one difficult to watch for for more i like i enjoy the nostalgia and i can understand why people liked it at the time uh but it like it's it's painful in a way so that that match specifically was very important because wrestled a lot of people at at pwg but kenny omega kenny omega now is one of the best wrestlers in the world if not the best wrestler in the world putting out some of the best matches and his mind completely goes along with that. His level of thinking about pro wrestling and the way his brain works is just something else. And like seeing that at the time was very, I was wowed by yeah. the way his mind works. And I, I felt like, oh my God, I am missing that. Whatever he has, like that is missing for me as a professional wrestler. And I like, I don't feel complete because I don't have it. And then like several years later, I went to, to wrestle in Japan for DDT, which is the same place he went, yeah. Kenny Omega started in, in Japan with. And I like I learned so much over there. And just the way they work just opened my eyes to so many things that I now realize was missing. And I, I like I have it now. And just thinking about how good the match could be now versus how it happened then just, just makes me cringe. Somebody tweeted a clip to Kenny Omega. Um from that match in 2015 and uh he responded and said a how how I can't I don't remember his exact words he said uh so a rematch is due um a rematch with Kenny Omega has to be high on your list of things right absolutely yeah 1000% it is like it's been since not long after that match like there was not that much time i think that it was beginning 2016 where he and i had a had a singles match and then when i went to japan and like comparing the two like as soon as i got to ddt i wanted that rematch yeah that's awesome though that's it's amazing to me uh how much you learned from that match and it just being aware of your own what you needed to do to him to improve, to be better. Like you said, it was a wow moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I think that's that's great. That's great, and and I, more people I think need to come away from things like that. To be fair, it it was one of the many wow moments <laughs> yeah. in my career that I've had, and the many times that like a light bulb went went off, and I realized that oh, I I haven't figured it out. Like, there's a lot of other people that I worked with that gave me the same reaction. Yeah, but this was really one of the big ones and one of the most memorable moments because again, pro wrestling and just mastering every skill is a journey of thinking you know it then realizing you don't then thinking you figured it out and then realizing you don't and learning over time that there is never one simple trick or one aspect that you need to master but it's really it's complex and multifaceted and you need to be good at everything in order to be truly successful as a professional wrestler learn learn a skill uh that the triggered something learn a skill and and bring it to wrestling uh you said that in um another podcast i don't remember uh i loved it because you were talking about i think you were talking about teaching you love to teach mm-hmm. wrestling as well yes. uh, and i think you said uh oh yeah when you learn a skill when you learn a skill uh you want to pass it on you want to pay it forward and uh that resonated extremely well with me i i have uh young children and i coach and i i teach i'm i'm also a teacher in the shoe job and I just thought it was great that you're passing on what you've learned. And I, I don't think there's enough people in the world that do that today, let a, wrestling, let alone anything, really. Uh, so you should be commended for that as well. Um, It's purely selfish. Yeah. If I'm being quite honest. Like, it's <laughs> the a big part of my, my, my intentions when I teach pro wrestling is to tell people the things that I wish – would have been told to me when I was starting and would have made, made it a lot easier. So I try to do that a lot, but like I get returns on that pretty much immediately. Like the better the wrestlers are around me, the better the wrestling scene is, then the, the better the shows are. And then the more tickets get sold and then the more money I make. But right. also I find that teaching something. And as a teacher, I'm sure you'll agree with this is a great way to understand something. Yes. You learn so much while teaching something. It's one thing to, to learn something and apply it, but then to teach someone else how to apply it just really gives you a much deeper understanding of it. And I find that's incredibly true for pro wrestling. I know a lot of great pro wrestlers that couldn't really explain to you why would they do works. Interesting. And I think that very often comes to their own detriment because then it's, it's, it becomes harder to replicate. Right. And in order to be a successful independent wrestler, what you need is consistency. You need to always have a match that stands out and it becomes a lot easier to be consistent when you have understanding. It's true. hundred percent true. Um, you're, but you're better half. Uh, yes. I'm going to botch your first name. Cause I always want to say Vita, but it's not Vita. It's Veda. It's Veda. That's right. Veda, Veda Scott. Um, people who have known her for decades, get it wrong. So it's, right. <laughs> um, I think she's underrated uh, as a wrestler. Uh, does she have a great wrestling mind? She absolutely does. Um, she has, on top of a great wrestling mind, one of the best memories for pro wrestling that I have ever seen. It is absolutely wild, the stuff she can do. I can ask her to like recite to me one of her matches from three years ago, and she can tell it to me backwards or forwards. It's absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, she, she absolutely has a wonderful mind for wrestling. We, we like our, our thoughts are 
very often along the same lines. And that's why being on shows together is always so wonderful. And anytime she's there, my match is going to be better because she always helps me out with ideas. And when we're both on a card, even if we're not like in the same match, we'll always be working on our matches together. And it just becomes like so much better with that mm. because it's a very like, it's a very intimate thing to have, like to know someone's process as, as well as we know each other's. And it takes a lot of time of like figuring out, like, again, it's more than just knowing what we do, but it's understanding why we why do it we and do what it. we're trying to do together and helping each other do that. Right. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So you, you have that person in your corner uh, yes. to give you that unfiltered review, honest, unfiltered review. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. It's good stuff. She's great. She's also got on Twitch. Uh, great stuff. You guys are engaged, I believe. We are. That's right. Uh, when that day finally comes, um, will it be the greatest wrestling wedding ever? I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> on the convincing part. It's so at least at least we're in argu- agreement on this. Okay. Um, and I I figured it out t- today, by the way, as pertains to my own funeral, <laughs> and we're we're mostly like we're we're pretty introverted people. Yeah. So I always wanted to have no funeral. Just throw my body out at sea. I don't care. Just make sure it doesn't cost anyone anything. Okay. But then I saw dmx's funeral yeah did you see that <laughs> right. wow and so so i'd be okay with that too if there's going to be like fire and monster trucks and like motorcycles and all that i'm in we're good <laughs> but i don't want anything in between so right so veda always saw our wedding as very small intimate ceremony she'd be okay if no one was there and we're just like get married in vegas type of thing just you know yeah. I highly recommend i've done it highly recommend <laughs> wonderful well I'll, i will keep that in mind then so small ceremony like we don't make a big deal out of it no one's there i'm perfectly okay with that or it is the most epic wedding in history yeah. and i think so i think i could convince her to do that like if we knew it, we could like rent a whole arena make it profitable yeah pyro hundred thousand seats filled let's put it on twitch too while we're at it while we're at it, why not? Yeah. I'm, I think I could convince her to do that, but I'm working on it. Working on the date? You got to work on the date too with her? Well, so the, the date depends on a lot of factors. Okay. Um, including uh, she's an American citizen. Right. So whether we get married in the U.S., in Canada, and the logistics behind that, we still have to figure out what is going to be the most advantageous for us. So there is no date yet. No date. So challenging. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great wedding. Phenomenal. Two great people, Vanessa. Um, yes, but yeah, no, I definitely recommend a Vegas wedding. It's easy. Literally, I made one phone call and in 10 minutes, my whole wedding was planned. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Um, some off-kilter questions. Uh, when you returned, uh, when, you, when you got back to Canada, uh, did, you, did you ever use up all of your Tim points? And uh, how did you fare in the roll up the rim season? Uh, so the biggest prize we got, which was pretty nice, and but we haven't used it yet, was twenty dollars off of Skull Candy earphones, <laughs> like a twenty dollar gift card for yeah. Skull Candy. And then the rest was just like five points, ten points, maybe like a free donut in there. I'm not even sure if we redeemed that, but we uh, 
daily daily walks to Tim Hortons to because again I don't, I don't have any reason to go outside right now right. there's a pandemic so just walks to Tim Horton how or how I get air yeah so like over time in, in free coffees we've gotten through all the points um you talked we talked about learning skills earlier um and bringing them to the wrestling we are in a pandemic we're all stuck inside we're all trying new things uh, have you discovered a new talent or skill that you were like wow I'm gonna bring this to the ring. That I'm gonna bring to the ring? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I've worked a lot of my singing, <laughs> like just just spending a lot of time, just you know, listening to music and, and singing, not like practicing or taking singing lessons, right. which I would love to do. However, something I want to do is I want to take singing lessons here on Twitch. But oh I do my want God, to, yes, right? Yeah. That'd be funny. I, I do want to include a lot more singing in my wrestling matches going forward. Yeah, you should like more, more song breaks mid match and singing my own entrance entrance theme. And just, I think there's more room for wrestling eventually write write and perform a full pro wrestling musical. That is, that is part of the long-term plan. Psycho Mike can get in that. He'd be great at it. Amazing. Man's got pipes. Yeah. He's the best. He can sing. His conscience can sing. Everyone singing. So, like Jeff Jarrett singing, or like if Jeff Jarrett wants to come in and sing, he's more than welcome. No, no, no. I mean, like, sorry for you. Like, are you like like doing like thinking like Jeff Jarrett singing, or are you thinking along the lines of like Road Dog kind of style? Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking for full musical, just with some wrestling in it. But I want, I want some. Uh, let's see. What what musical do I like the most? I, I like. Uh, <laughs> I like Newsies. I like the song. I think we could do a wrestling Newsies. Like coming so. down the aisle. Exactly. Yes. But don't like it, right, from parts unknown. In like training, you're starting up training, so then you're like working your way through there, and then you work your way up into like the big times. It writes itself, <laughs> honestly. Well, so one thing I'm thinking is being conservative in terms of like scenery and budget and everything. So I'm trying to keep it to like one event one wrestling ring and the the leading idea right now for the script is one eight person tournament mm. right and then there's like this this whole relationship where like you get one one guy and there's his best friend and then the heel cheats and he kills the guy's best oh, friend and great. that's who they're gonna go up against cool. the, so when the best friend dies there's a whole song number about like you killed my best friend i curse you i will fight you later and then the bad guy being like no i am whatever Writes itself. It does write itself. That's good. Even though I have absolutely no experience in songwriting whatsoever or any basic knowledge of how to do it, I'm still I'm I'm willing to take it on. I think it's a good cause. I think it's worth learning. I think if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Someone told me that. I think it was uh, uh, George McFly, Back to the Future, told me that. Oh, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. A musical in... I'm surprised we haven't seen a wrestling musical yet. Right? Yeah. That is shocking to it's me. A, it feels like it... It it, uh, it reaches a, a lot of, like, wrestling-adjacent audiences. Yeah. I feel like there's... Like, the musical theater fans don't need... Like, they don't need a big shove. They just need a slight nudge to become pro wrestling fans. I agree. Yeah, RJ City, Effie involved. Exactly. It's, it does write itself. Um, final question for me. 
Will off kilter. Yep. I was listening to Love Wrestling today with Spencer Love. Um, you guys talked about a match. Uh, will we see the return of you wrestling as Shrek? Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's. I have no idea. Well, I had like I had no idea it was even <laughs> gonna happen. It started that I just made a, a one of the many, many dumb and meaningless tweets that I will make that just said, if this tweet gets a thousand likes, I'll wrestle in full Shrek cosplay. And within like a couple hours, it had 2000 likes. And so I just I just had to do it. I don't know. Like I might have a, a sub goal or something or if someone just goes, someone offers like offers to compensate me for it in right. any way, shape or form. I'll happily do it. I don't care. I'll wrestle I'll cosplay as a. Is that your favorite cartoon character, whomever you want, as long as you make it worth it. I don't, I don't know. Um, that made me think of one other question. Another show that you were on, somebody asked you um, if if they if they gave you for two billion, I think it was billion for two billion dollars, would you start a porn company? But my question for you, because you mentioned in today's day and age, likes and and subs, that's today's currency in content yes. creation. So yes. I ask you, would you create that porn company for 2 billion likes? See, likes are worth a lot less than for example. Subs. So for example, 2 billion real Twitter followers. Yes. That's a lot. That aren't bots. bots <laughs> that's a lot. Right. Or like even, so again, like it, it's currency, but it's not like a, a like is worth worth more than a dollar. A like would be a penny. Hmm. Then a retweet would be ten cents. So would I start a a, a porn company for two billion pennies? That's still a lot of money. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. <laughs> to be of money. honest, but yeah, uh, two billion dollars is a lot of money. A lot, yeah. like a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot and of money. I'm just starting the porn company here. Do I have to do any work? Do I really have to do anything? Yeah, that's what he he said. The guy asked you. He said you don't got to do anything. You just gotta. You just gotta. Start the company. My answer to that is $2 billion is a lot of money. Jeez, I, I might do it for, for, well, I, I better not say what I would do it for. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're, we're at the end of the show. Oh, no, no, wait. One more question. One more question. Speedball. Yep. Where's the origin of that name, that moniker? Uh, a Montreal wrestling writer who has now passed away okay. described my wrestling style in one of my first matches. And I think my first match was the IWS. As bouncing around the ring like a speedball. Mm. So promoter thought that sounds good. Speedball Mike Bailey. I was like, I'm in. There and I go. like it because it's not so on the nose. Right. You know, like I, I hate nicknames that are like the crusher, the destroyer, bulldog. Like it's obvious. Speedball makes you think for a second. Yeah, for sure. Um, what I like to do at the end of every show, uh, Mike, is uh, I'm going to give you the microphone now. You can put over anything you want. Let us know. We, we put the links in the chat. Let us know uh, where you are, what to find you. you. You can bury someone if you want. Uh, you can sing a musical song. Uh, I don't really care what you do. The floor is yours. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what's... I'm at Speedball Bailey on Twitter and Instagram, twitch.tv slash Speedball Bailey. Um, you can find me on there. I'll be on Twitch tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. with Veda Scott as we drink our coffee. Then I'll be back Saturday at noon with Tabarnak the team, who is one of the greatest 
tag teams in Canada. And oh, we'll yes. Be hanging right. out. Yeah. Right. That'll be fun. Um, but the m- biggest thing you can do for me is go on YouTube, search Speedball Mike Bailey, find some Speedball Mike Bailey matches, watch them. And if you like them, share them. Sure. Tell your friends you like them. Tell your friends you're now a fan of Speedball Mike Bailey. Because I don't like advertise anywhere. Uh, this this stream doesn't advertise anywhere. I doubt you take out ad space. The only way it works and the only way I can continue to be a content creator and professional wrestler, which as we've established are the same thing. Yeah. And the only way you can as well is because people talk about it and share it with their friends. Awesome. Great stuff. Yeah. Go to YouTube, type in speed, Mike, uh, speedball, Mike Bailey, then go to click playlist, then click view count and just watch them all. Then tell your friends. Hell yeah, for sure. We're going to see you somewhere soon. Uh, you're a great person, a great human. Uh, and I thank you for giving us your time tonight. Uh, and uh, we'll see you on the Twitch. Lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great night. You too. Peace. Awesome.